0: This episode of Black Ass Podcast is brought to you by the makers of As It Should Be Body Products, the best all-natural, luxurious skincare products with high-quality ingredients, no chemicals, no toxins, no synthetics. So uh, log on to As It Should Be Body Products and get yours today. This episode is also brought to you by Black As Fuck. That's right. An unabashed dedication to staying true to yourself, a refusal to assimilate, that's right, anybody can be black as fuck. So you can log on to blackasfuck.myshopify.com and grab your t-shirt or any of their amazing products. Now let's get the show started. Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono, 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 bono. Where do you think you're going wearing that? Not out of this house. Go change. Bono, bono, bono. Is that my shirt? take my shirt off. Go change. Did I buy that shirt? uh uh-uh. where well, Where you getting these clothes from? Don't just be bringing random clothes up into this house. If I didn't buy it, if your daddy didn't buy it, if I ain't see you buy it, then you can't wear it, okay? Go ch- <laughs> Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. Thank y'all so much for logging on and tuning in and subscribing and cl- walking into the building. Come on in, come on in. The doors of the podcast are open. Come on in. Um, That intro was in honor of my mother. First of all, it's burning hot outside, right? But the way I grew up, you wasn't just wearing shorts like my shorts that we wore when I was coming up were so long. They was like the official capris, but my mama swore they were shorts, like dead passion kneecaps. Kneecaps just burning. Kneecaps are just as, like, pale as everything else because it just did not get any sunlight. My mama didn't play them games. And, Lord forbid, you thought you was going to put on a tank top? Shit. Not not coming out of my mama's house. No, my mama was absolutely against clavicle bones and triceps. <laughs> Can I see your tricep? You better go change that goddamn shirt. (laughs) Uh, I'm telling you, I don't even think I wore booty shorts until, oh, when I got to college, I was partly butt naked. Sorry, mama. I know you are listening. And I'm just about time. It's time you found out, mama. Yes. Your baby girl was out, butt cheeks hanging out the bottom, sis. Yes, I had to make up for lost time. Yes, booty, cheeks out, okay? The little bit I got was in the sunlight, okay? Yes, ma'am. That's right. I felt like you overdid it. You went so hard in the other direction that I had to go equally as hard in the wrong direction. So, you know, my, but hey, I'm a better person now. My booty shorts are actually down back by like my kneecap so you know it's all full circle it's live and learn (laughs) um but yeah man thank you guys so much for coming on back I just made the decision last night that this is going to be the last episode of the first season that's right Black Ass podcast will be going in seasons, so this will mark the end of season one. So give yourselves a round of applause if you were here for the entire season. If you actually migrated and came on over from what is this podcast and just kept them kept the party train rolling, thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot thank you enough for continuing this uh this podcast journey with me. And if you if you just got into it an and you like wait finale season finale bitch what are you talking about? I just listened to two episodes. Then you know what then I invite you to go back and listen to all of the other episodes. But I think seasonal, I think I that's my plan. I want to do seasons. I think that'll be better. I think we can kind of do some fun things seasonally. So this will actually be the season finale, the last episode of season one of Black Ass Podcast. And I'm taking two weeks off. Yes. Okay. Yes. Two weeks. I'm going to, me, I'm going to take two weeks off. I can hear y'all. <laughs> what the, f- what, really? Yes. Guys, I I deserve this. You know how hard it is for a comedian who already don't work regular hours to dedicate themselves to doing a podcast and then try to actually put it in weekly, even if they miss a week, to double up and do just to make sure that they are continuously giving you episodes? You know how hard that is? I deserve this time. Okay? I deserve this. (laughs) But do not fret. While I have this time off, I will be uploading videos. So make sure you're following Black Ass Podcast on Instagram. I'll be uploading some Instagram videos. I'll be chatting and doing different things there. So make sure you follow following. So it'll be like I'm on vacation, but I'm still really not on vacation. So I, you won't be really getting a full episode of the podcast, but you'll be getting like little Insta Snapgrams and updates and little posts and stuff like that. So will still be, you know, I'll be there for you. Hold my hand. Hold it. <laughs> you hold my hand so um welcome to the season finale of season one of black ass podcast guy i feel very shonda rhymes right now <laughs> the season finale of black ass podcast starts in five four three two <laughs> okay uh let's get into some shout outs real quick i want to shout out some of the newest pledges to the black ass podcast patreon page Thank you, thank you. Shout out to Tisha Johnson and Rhonda Niles. Thank you guys so much for being a part and joining this Black-ass village. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much for, for, you know, donating, but also just believing in what this is and what I'm trying to build. So thank you guys so much. You guys are amazing. So big shout out, big round of applause. Insert applause sound effects. of course, my, my applause sound effects comes with, yes, bitch. <laughs> you better work, bitch. That's what I'm talking. <laughs> Speaking of applause, I want to take a second to just shout out all of the graduates. Uh, whether it's college, high school, junior high you know they're doing the, the newborn graduations now, which is the most to me. But, hey, I don't have no kids, so I don't get that part of it. But if you are graduating this year, congratulations, congratulations. I don't know about y'all, but I'm one of those people. When I see graduates, like if I see someone out and they have their cap and gown on, I immediately be like, congratulate. Like I'm just so excited for them. And it just it seems like they're, you can see them stepping into a whole new part of their life a lot of times specifically younger graduates I think older graduates it's more of a I finally did that shit (laughs) I'm so glad you know what I mean but someone who's young look like they're graduating high school someone who looks like they're graduating college like you know that they're about to embark on a whole new journey of their lives you know what I mean and I remember what that was like and what that felt like when I graduated yes a bitch is degreed up (laughs) You know, <laughs> just just the Bachelors. But I'm saying no. <laughs> but I remember what that feeling was like. So I love to just kind of shout people out when I see them in their cap and gown. And I'm always like, you did that, you know. Also, you just never know who they have in their corner. Some people just don't have that rally around them and nothing feels as good as a rally. Nothing feels as good as someone just, or people or, or friends and circles around you to just give you that boost of like, bitch, I'm so proud. Girl, you, yes. You know what I mean? It, the older you get, the less, yes, bitch, you get. You know what I'm saying? And you need them shits. Whether guys, girls, all that shit. I f- really feel like when you're doing something and you're setting a goal and you accomplish that goal, you need that kind of like, oh, my God, you did, yes. You be like, damn, I did do that. I did did that so shout out all the grads you know if they extra cute be like hey congratulations what's under that robe shorty only college graduates (laughs) college master degree if they graduating from mechanical school don't be yelling what's under that robe to no kids to no high schooler you're a pedophile um shout out is the grads from Notre Dame uh, they had for whatever reason the school administration had Mike Pence coming to do their commencement speech and this it was a nice little chunk of students that was like you know what this is a good time to head on out go ahead and warm up that lasagna I made last night for the fam and get these margarita popping because i'm done i there's nothing this man is going to say that i want to hear i don't even want to pollute my future with what this bitch about to say and they just got up and left and shout out to them i thought that was i i mean any of the students that are taking a stand and just being like i'm out kudos to you what's funny is all the conservatives now or the hurt feeling white people talk about that is so rude and Bitch, you was at a motherfucking Trump rally while while people were getting punched in the face, while these white men is straight pushing little girls, people is straight yelling all kind of racial slurs and pulling people hijabs off. You was fine with that but some kids quietly getting up and decided that this man is not saying anything that they want to hear and walking out. Y'all have a problem with that. Y'all are so goddamn funny. Conservatives, these fake-ass patriots, get the fuck out of here. You ain't no goddamn patriot. If you are standing by and allowing what's happening in this administration and you still backing this shit up and you still making this, bye. Bye, bitch, yes. Go ahead and grab your little dirty-ass jacket, get your little miner's hat, and get the fuck out of here. Who else deserves a shout out right now? Shout out. Okay. So this just happened. I don't even know if, but uh, if this is necessarily a shout out worthy, but a Basquiat painting just went for $110.5 million. And I'm telling y'all this shit looks like, first of all, okay. I'm not even shading. It's just amazing to me what's, Sometimes what is considered art and how certain people have the power to say, "Oh, this is whatever the fuck," and then everybody else rallies around it like, "Oh my god, yes, I see the vibrance and the colors and the 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 angle strokes of the and that really represents." And if you look at the this this picture looks like. Okay, specifically in New York, I know, or bigger cities, you know what I'm talking about. When you're walking past a construction site and they put up that big wall so that the dust and stuff doesn't fly over you or or blow onto you, right? It looks like that. It just looks like one of those walls. And it looks like 17,000 people tried to draw the same picture in the same spot, right? And then it's just, it's so random that it's like, I get it, but I absolutely don't get it. And then he's got like a tic-tac-toe board on the a, on a head and somebody's like, oh, this is a crown. No, it, it, it looks like a tic-tac. It legit looks like a tic-tac-toe board. Like I'm looking at X's and O's and then some S's, but I don't know. You know, X's definitely aren't any kind of jewels unless this is some kind of mathematical equation that I don't know about. But anyway, I started to say, you know, shout out to Basquiat, you know. I think it really I think Basquiat and just art in general and artistry in general really speaks to if you build it, they will come. If you believe it, if you if you make it, if you stand by it, if you get other people to stand by it, if you get the if you get the the right people to go out and tell everybody that this is the shit. People are sheep. Everybody will be right there like, oh, yeah, this is the shit. Because you know what it is? Nobody wants to be the person that doesn't get it. Nobody wants to be the person that doesn't, that's not on board when the shit blow. But I'm going to be 100% honest right now. I'm looking at this shit, and this shit look like, It looked like seven, eight-year-olds tried to draw the same exact picture. No shade, no tea, 110 million, 110.5 million. (laughs) Yeah, ain't none of my jokes going for that amount of money. (laughs) So my opinion is irrelevant. All right. Let's get into the question from last week, guys. Y'all y'all showed up for this question. I feel like this must have been something that everybody had been talking about <laughs> or y'all had been having conversations about because I got a lot of responses on this one. So um, let me go ahead and start. The question, if you remember last week was whooping other folks' kids. Are you on board or no? That's a summation I never really read the question I never really read the question the same twice but whooping other folks kids Uh, let's say, let's see views from the cube said that's a firm no the parents may have chosen not to hit their kid and you whooping their child goes against what they believe and maybe that's why their kid needs a damn whooping <laughs> Glenn and her pod said I really want to but how my fear of prison is set up Well, damn, Glenn, (laughs) how are you really, like, are you just whooping the kids or are you trying to murder this kid? I need to know. I got some questions about your plan and what your definition of whooping is, which is something that we talked about on the podcast. Well, I mentioned it on the podcast before. You know, there there needs to be a clear understanding of what a whooping is, what a beating is, what an ass whooping is, and what going to jail is. (laughs) And what murder is or attempted murder is. It's levels to ass whoopings. Um, Petty by nature too said no because then I'm gonna have to beat the parents ass. Then I'm gonna g- end up in court, and I don't need that type of negativity in my life right now. <laughs> Yo, when I tell you that's the really, <laughs> that's about knowing who you are and like how it's gonna go down. I feel like, okay, well, let me just keep reading. Buy You Bookslayer said, I have in the past, I wouldn't now. Mm. <clears throat> that sounds like you had some old school uh child rearing, and then you just was like, you know what, I'm not gonna do. Or did you have a run in with a parent and then you had to lay them hands out? Like I wonder what what stopped you or what changed your mind and what why in the past, but not now. Um, Melissa Dixon said. Only if related or with express parental permission. Otherwise, that's a good way to catch at least a slap from mom or dad. Who, who, who's going to slap me? <laughs> let me just let y- all y'all parents know something. Because I'm not somebody that just up and put hands on a kid. I will put my hands on a kid if, if I need to. Right? Boom. But. If I got to do some shit you supposed to do and you think you fit to slap me, oh, bitch, we are going to jail. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. Because you should have been the first one to stop your kid from throwing a rock or pushing this and jumping in front of this and throwing this or slapping it. That was your job. So now I have to do your job? You, I'm liable to beat your kid and whoop your ass. <laughs> I'm going to whoop your ass just like I whooped that kid. Didn't tell you to raise your kids better <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm just saying dress no one said nah I'm not correcting them at all starts in their home this is why I have this is why I have a 48 hour hold policy for all the kids outside of my own especially the super talkative into every damn thing and wake up two damn early ones <laughs> You know what? Bad kids wake up early. That is some real ass shit. What it do do bad kids have like an inner alarm clock, like, time to start some shit. <laughs> like, do they just cause bad kids go to bed mad late, hyped up on sugar, and the motherfuckers is up early as fuck. Like they need to clock in to do some wild shit. What is that about? Like, if a badass kid used took as much energy as they had into being bad and put it into being productive, oh, my God, they would be, like, game changers. They would be, like, world changers. But instead, they just badass kids up early. And then, you know, the extra bad kids who don't have no parental supervision – Oh, they out all time of night. They up early, walking the streets. They running over to your house. Can Javon come outside? No, Javon can't go- come outside. It's seven thirty. They oh. badass kid on your porch with a cup of coffee. Good morning. <laughs> ah. Woo! They take being bad serious as hell. <laughs> All right, (laughs) Tafari says, absolutely not. I would never whoop another person's child because honestly, I feel like the right to whoop a child is reserved for the person that made them or the people that made the people that made them. That's it. The only circumstances that I will whoop someone, mm, the only circumstances that I will whoop somebody else's child is if they live with me and the parents were not in their life. Then they're basically my child, so the answer is still, no. <laughs> I feel you Tafari. So basically, these kids out here, if they need a good home, they can't come to you. <laughs> I can I I'm just gonna assume based on this answer that you will not be adopting no kids and or being a part of any big brother, big sister program. Um this is the question I then reposed because most everybody's like no, right? Boom. My my next follow-up question was. But what about the village? You remember, look, I say that. I do, I do believe that it takes the village to do a lot of things. So my question was, what about the village? And I grew up from that generation of it takes a village. So nobody really whooped me. I never did anything that I think garnered a whooping from somebody else. But people would check me. They would absolutely be like, oh, do you think your mama would approve of you doing this right now? And I would ap- I'd put my head down and I would... Cur- Quickly correct whatever it was, because I didn't want the word to get back to her. So my follow-up question about the village and uh, was met with. Um, Petty by Nature 2 said, you would think that, but the way these new age parents are, they would do more harm than good. That would do more harm than good. I wouldn't spank some random kid out in the street, but I will give them that black mama attitude and get them in check quick, fast, and in a hurry. That's straight up the role of the village. Like, that's what the village does. So even if it you don't physically put your hands on them, you're still a part of getting them together, making sure that they are where they're supposed to be, doing what they're supposed to be doing, and you know what I mean, being a good um, citizen and just helping create a good citizen in this community. Um Views from the cube agreed. I agree with Petty by Nature too, although it does take a village, just not a village with belts, hot wheel tracks, switches, or whatever else is lying around. Oh, so many things lying around. The comb, the back of the brush, not the bristle part, you psychopaths. Um, right? A house shoe, one of them good house shoes, like one of them Nike flip-flops, the ones you can play hoop in and not twist your ankle, the ones with the grip on the bottom. Woo! Mm. What about just good flesh on flesh? Not in the face, I wouldn't smack a kid in the face. I wouldn't smack, or in the, on the head period. Like, you know, you just kind of scoop their head and push them out the way, but never, I wouldn't, I don't think I would smack a little kid in the face. I'll smack a teenager in the face in a minute cause you know, a teenager mouth. No, first of all, you need to pow, let them know early. Oh, this is what you get in the real world. You start popping off at the mouth with another adult. (laughs) You just close enough to that age where I can go ahead and give you a nice introduction to the real world. Bang! What was that that you was (laughs) popping? But not, you know, certain things I'm not going to use, like, I feel like at a certain level. Now you're into Joe Jackson territory. I'm not trying to be that kind of uh, disciplinary. Uh, Glenn and her pod said, it takes a village Apply back in the day when everyone knew each other in the neighborhood. I grew up in a neighborhood like this. If other parents didn't check you, they would at least tell your parents what you did. But upon further thinking, I wouldn't put my hands on other people's kids because I wouldn't want anyone to put their hands on mine. That's my job. Hmm. I agree. So why you ain't doing your job? That I mean, that's my whole thing about whooping other people's kids. Nobody is waking up thinking, damn, I need I want to beat some kids ass today unless they are straight up psychopath. Right. But I'm just saying, like, if it's a situation where I feel like I need, need to whoop your kid ass, that means you're not on your job. So you might need to, you know, because either you whoop your kids now or make sure you're raising kids that don't need to be whooped or the world is going to whoop them later. Trust me, Jeff Sessions and the rest of them races, they are building new jails every day to throw your baby in. So you need to think about that anyway, but thanks to everybody that sounded off on the last week's question and to all the parents out there, (laughs) I'm buying new belts every day. (laughs) Um, and this week's question actually, um, is more along the lines of adulting and you know how hard it is to be an adult. The question is, how do you make new friends after a certain age? So I feel like it's easy to make friends in school, like when you first get out of school, but the older you get, how, like what things do you take into account when you are making friends and what, at what point do you realize someone is a friend? Send your responses to blackasspodcast at gmail.com or you can post your response on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at blackasspodcast, And, um... All right, let's get into this. Um, I was very dedicated to trying to we- weave and w- uh, wade through the bullshit. I am avoiding DC and all that fuckery at all costs. Um, if you came here to hear politics, you are in the wrong location. I'm just not going to do it. I am I'm at the point where I'm done. I'm not about to ask why this is happening. I'm not about to be like, I can't believe this is happening. This shit is absolutely happening. And you know what? There's a part of me that says, good. This, I'm going to tell you why. Because I feel like this is the season finale of white exceptionalism. For anybody sitting around feeling like, oh, well, it's probably going to be better because it's white people doing it or they, they're they smarter. They No. And if anybody is proven, proving that is Donald Trump The entire Republican Party, most of the people in this administration, they're all trash. And it just really proves how systematic this shit is. So a lot of these people who are in these top spots and are making and doing all of these amazing things, it's not because they're better than us. It's because they're born into a system that is set up to make them seem better. This is great. This is, I feel like, woo, you can woo-saw it out after this. So I'm not reporting on this dumb shit no more because all this reporting is doing nothing. Nobody is doing anything. Nobody's going to get arrested. It just further exposes what this system is. And I ain't got time for that. I'm not going to do that to myself. Especially not when this dude's out here about to be wearing rompers. What? Woo! Hashtag romp him. um. Yeah, fellas, you put on a romper around me, that's gonna be my immediate response. Ow, yo king, <laughs> yo <Your> king, emperor, <laughs> denim romper, <laughs> your silk romper, <laughs> your thigh meat. <gasps> Woo! Oh, I'm about to have dudes out here blushing this summer. I'm telling you right now. Now, full disclosure: when I first saw the ad, I was not impressed. I was like, "That's gonna be a strong no from me." Okay, like I legit called my homegirl. Like, "Bitch, did you see this? What's going on in the world?" I, I got. <laughs> we need to call a meeting right now. <laughs> it's actually um by a company called Romp Him, and they had a Kickstarter, and they were only looking to, to uh. They had a $10,000 goal and they have raised upwards of $150,000, right? The problem I had is that the initial picture that I saw in the ad that I saw in the article or whatever was these group of guys and they look like they're hanging out at a cookout or whatever, but their rompers was not fitting right, okay? They look like a fetish group of dudes that like to dress up like babies. They look like they was in onesies it was all kind of pastel colors it just looked way soft it looked like a baby gap ad it just didn't look right it looked like some shit from saturday night live like or mad tv it wasn't something that you would expect to be a real ad so i was instantly turned off but then i saw a picture of a dude on a runway with a romper and that changed the my whole mindset first of all and no shade to the dude that's out of shape, but don't nobody want to see your fat ass in a romper. I'm just gonna put it out there, no sir, nah, bruh, uh, uh-uh. uh, okay, no. The romper needs to fit on a body. Look, I'm a, I'm a woman, and I don't even wear a romper because my shit don't even, it don't even cut me right, and I, I understand that about who I am. Okay, so fellas, don't nobody want to see you with your gut and your muff. If you got a, if you a dude with a muffin booty, no, mm, mm. Now, it's a difference between a muffin booty and a football booty. Like a football booty, everybody know, like the fi- football booty is muscular. It sits right. You got the, he got the matching thigh meat to go with it. It's no back fat. Ain't no little, you know, ain't no muffin on the top of that booty. It, that, it goes dip, back dip into that tight ass that's what we want to see ain't nobody trying to see your stay at home dad body and no damn romper sir no you better do yourself a favor find some basketball shorts and or some gray sweats that's right gray sweats in the summer trust me great women got a radar for gray sweats we don't give a damn <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yo king <laughs> I can't wait for these romper cat calls, fellas. I hope you are prepared. Yo, denim <laughs> denim romper. Hey, silk romper. I- <laughs> Yo, shorty, free balling. <laughs> ah, enjoy your day. <laughs> Can I walk you? <laughs> I wonder how many squats you do a day, shorty. I see you. Uh, But the romper is made for a fit body. It just is what it is, fellas. So if your body ain't fit, don't play yourself. If you a Siroc <laughs> drinking dude that don't run, yeah, put on some jeans. <laughs> and call it a damn day. Ain't nobody trying to see no man boobs sticking out of no romper. That shit is not popping, okay? Um, But, yeah, the dude... He on the runway. His shorts was longer. That's the that's the key to the man romper. The shorts have to be long. Think Fab Five basketball shorts. Remember Jalen Rose, Juwan Howard, Chris Webber. Yes. Sidebar. Chris Webber is still fine as shit. Bam, boom. Right. Think cross color shorts from the nineties. Not as wide, but definitely as long. Don't know. Who, ain't nobody trying to see you out here with no mid thigh shorts on. That shit is for like marathon runners, Olympic runners. Ain't nobody. No. No, I don't care how much coconut oil you got. We don't want to see it, right? And if you are somebody that's fit enough to wear it without, like, a shirt underneath or whatever, get your taco meat in order. We get it. That's just a part of the man thing. But at least comb it out. Do Shave it down. You ain't got to shave it off. But, damn, shave it down. And if it if it happens to coil and curl all the way up, Would you please put some sporting ways on there? (laughs) Just brush it down. (laughs) Make that, put it in the ponytail. Do something. Don't just have, like, that shit ain't hot, fellas. That shit might come off mad masculine, but this is not not the 1970s. I am not looking at an Ohio Players album cover. Ain't nobody trying to see that. So get it together, put it together, okay? So when I see you in them streets, I'm going to be like, yo, King. Damn. Yo, you making that romper look. You feeling that romper out. Ain't no way, Ain't no more room in there. Damn. Ain't no more room in that romper, K. <laughs> Dude's gonna be going up. Thank you. <laughs> Have a blessed day. <laughs> anyway, so fellas, if you already got your romper, send me a picture. I would love to see it in my inbox. <laughs> <coughs> All right. Uh, (laughs) So um, I saw this tweet the other day, and it comes from Stephanie O'Connell. She's actually a financial um, advisor. And she tweeted, 46% of millennials say lack of money is the reason for not investing in stocks. But you can start with $100. Uh, This, of course, got her inbox filled with Bitch, what don't you understand about not having money? <laughs> lack of money is lack of money. Whether it's $100, whether it's $50, whether it's $5,000. If I ain't got it, I ain't got it, right? And um, I think a lot of times, I feel like this is one of those white people who don't get it moments because it's like, okay, I have a lot of other things I need to be spending my money on as opposed to risking it in the stock market where at At any given time, I could lose my money, right? And it's not like we're being taught about the stock market in school. Nobody is really schooling or giving us any real advisory or even decoding or demystifying what the stock market is as far as most of us know, it's just a place where rich people end up stealing from poor people or they go and they do some shady shit and then you lose, end up losing all your money. Like, hell, for most of us, for most people, <laughs> millennials, us, <laughs> <clears throat> most people feel like, hell, I got a better chance playing a lottery or I got a better chance going over to Vegas and seeing what I get on these slots. I mean, it's really no difference because nobody is really explaining it, right? So um, basically, it brought up the conversation of where, you know, lack of money and how to get more money. So I found a really great article I wanted to share, and it's it's 40 ways to make more money now, right? So w- the very top way was to ask for a raise. So if you're somebody who have a job, um, go and ask your boss for a raise. They say 75% of people who ask for a raise – benefit from some sort of salary increase now i don't know if you can add for a raise at starbucks and or staples and or you know uh walmart target but hey you never know until you try it and if you're someone who has a corporate job or something like that hey uh you never know take your chance but it says before you go to your boss do some market research and consider your negotiation strategy the thing they said is that if you if your work is adding significant value to your organization and you're not being fully compensated for that value then ask for a raise um here's another way uh raise your rates that's for freelancers or people who are self-employed then just especially if you have a clientele that you've been working with it might be time to kick it up a couple of percentages or create incentives like if you have a your own pool of customers that continue to come to you then try to get those customers to refer you to new customers and see if that you can incentivize them by saying if you get them at this price i'll give you this much off of or whatever you know what i'm saying number three get a new job now this is some white people shit because it's just the casualness of just get a new job what just get a new job just go and just it's fine just go and get a new job it's not a big deal Like yeah, bitch, it is a big deal. Might not be a big deal for you, but it's a big deal. Just get a new, just go get a new job, right? Um, it says switching jobs can net you an average pay increase of ten to twenty percent. Like I said, become an entrepreneur. This I did not agree with. Just because if you're saying entrepreneur in the sense of you about to sell weed or sell drugs or pop or push pills, then maybe. But the idea of just, oh, I'm going to become an entrepreneur. Becoming an entrepreneur isn't just something you decide and then the next day you're making money. No, becoming an entrepreneur is a journey. It is. It absolutely takes steps. It takes a lot. And a lot of times, you're as an entrepreneur, you're not just out the gate making money. That's something that takes so much time. So I disagree with this, number four, become an entrepreneur. No, it's not. It's not. It's not that. It's not like that. Um... Take part in work perks. A lot of company offer perks that you may not be taking advantage of. Check with your manager or your HR department to see about or learn about potential cash perks. Um, my problem with this is, and I'm just going to put it out there, especially as somebody, as a person of color, that perk shit, a lot of times we, we don't get offered perks. We get uh, you need to do this extra shit if you want to keep your job and that's just what it's going to be. And you sitting up there like, but this ain't even in my do- job description. This ain't even what you hired me to do. But all of a sudden now I'm doing everybody else's work. How the fuck is this? And how am I not getting paid? But all of a sudden it just becomes a part of your um your task and your requirements and your what you have to do every day. And then everybody else clocking out early. But see, you know what? I'm not going to even go there. I'm just saying ask your hr department before you go offering up some extra shit that you'll do and not sure if you're going to get the financial credit for it um buy real estate once again just buy just buy a house it's not just buy A house. Just buy something now. For those people out there who are blowing most of their money on some bullshit, or if you're in a in a city, or if you're in a state where the property is at a turning point, for instance, if you are in Detroit, if you are in certain parts of Philadelphia, if you're in certain cities or close to cities where uh, they're starting gentrification, or just you know, or you have some some extra cash that you can maneuver or money that you normally fuck off and you throw at a stripper or some shit, then absolutely I would say uh, buy some real estate or at least look into how you can uh, pay into a program that will pay you later. Um, Make cocktails. I think that's smart. says make cocktails, wait table, serve serve coffee. I would say bartend because the average hourly wage for a bartender is about $11 and 59 cents. Um, or it might have gone up but if you a bartender I know I love a bartender that's personable that moves fast that gives good conversation without being too damn chatty and pours a strong ass drink oh I will absolutely tip the fuck out of them so if you are in an area where that's something and you have the time like you work an early job you don't have kids and you know and it's a great way to meet people I'm you know, I think it's a really great way. If you're somebody who normally is in a house, you ain't really doing shit. You just watching old episodes of Scandal and shit. Then get your ass up out the house. You have the potential to go out, make some extra money, and meet some cool-ass people. Um, The other option is Lyft or Uber. I don't know about that. I feel like with Ly- Lyft or Uber, you have to be in a really great area or be riding with a pistol because I've heard horror stories from Lyft and Uber drivers, just absolute horror stories. So, or if you just have an extra car and you just want something to do, like I said, if you're sitting at home, if you're somebody who only works a certain amount of hours a day, then this is absolutely you should look into. And if you just like meeting people, babysit, I don't know about that. It says 15 to $25 an hour. Maybe that maybe that's something you can do with your friends. I think, once you take on a child, that's a lot of responsibility. It's, you know, because anything that happens to that child on your watch, you are absolutely responsible. And you know how kids are. One, you know, we were just talking about, it. are you going to whoop this kid ass? Because if I'm watching your kid, best believe I'm whooping him, period. And if I tell you I whooped your kid nine times out of ten, you're going to think like, yeah, my kid bad as hell. <laughs> um, Deliver groceries. So according to Postmates, you can earn up to $25 an hour delivering food. Now, Postmates is that of course that app where you can it's kind of like seamless or whatever, but yeah, you can basically go pick up some food, take it to somebody and get money. Or what you say, huh? Um the only thing about that is everybody don't be tipping. So now here you are running around Then they want you want to get to the house and then they hand you a dollar or some bullshit. Then I'm going to be mad. Then I'm going to have to wait outside until you finish eating and you're ready to go on with your day. As soon as you come outside, I'm going to shoulder bump the shit out of you. That's what I'm going to do. Or I'm going to put the food in your hand and you're going to hand me a bullshit-ass tip and right before you close the door, I'm going to reach in and smack that shit out your hand. So even if it does, even if it doesn't spill on the floor, I've at least disrupted how perfect your food was packed. Because I'm petty like that. Uh, eBay and Amazon. How much extra stuff do you have laying around that you haven't used in years that you can resell on Amazon or eBay? Because I know I've gotten some stuff from there. So why wouldn't I be able to resell some stuff? And I'm sure, like I recently moved and that was one of the things that I realized as I was moving. I had so much shit that I had not even picked up, worn, used, just packed away taking up space and I'll take space over stuff any damn day of the week. So that's also an option of, and Airbnb, that's a great option. If you have a really nice place or you have an extra space or you live in an area, a high traffic area or an area where people travel a lot, then yo, you can get paid with Airbnb, at least pay off your mortgage at least. And you can use the extra money to travel Invest whatever it is you want to do. It just frees you up so much. Um, so I'll post the whole. I'll post the link with all of the other um options, and you can check out and see how you can make some extra money and bring some extra money into your life. Um, so check out Black Ass Podcast. I'll have that up on the Facebook as well as the Twitter page. All right, now what's next? Oh, this was weird. I saw. Um, I read an article about a new dating app for kids yes there's an app called yellow and it's targeting kids from 13 to 17 and they can sign up and post pictures of themselves and they can swipe left to right and um kind of like tinder and they can snapchat and instagram they can connect it through their snapchat and instagram first of all um i'm not here for no kid 13, having no Instagram, Snapchat. I'm just saying. I'm not judging how y'all doing y'all shit. But if you have a kid that's 13, all the shit, I feel like 13 all the way up to damn 17, 13 to 18, shit. If your kid has a Snapchat or an Instagram, you need to be monitoring the fuck out of that Snapchat and Instagram. They should not feel comfortable posting Posting nothing on there because they should know at any given time you can log on, you have their password, you have their sign in, you can go on at any time of the day and go look at it, and you should make that a regular routine because at the end of the day, these kids are dumb. I've said this so many times, I stand by this kids are dumb, their brains does not their brain cannot process and see all like we're old, we come with baggage, we come with all our messed up experiences, so when something new comes up, we're already looking for all the flaws in it because we know we already, you know, we already coming with that perfect amount of mistrust in everything. Kids aren't like that. The creators of this app say it's a fun, easy way for kids to make new friends. Uh, You 13, it ain't hard to make a friend. You 17, it ain't hard to make a friend. You got a whole school full of possible friends. You get what I'm telling you? Like, You better go play. You better get on the basketball team. You better play a sport. You better go to church. You better get in some kind of dance group, singing group. You better figure out some kind of after-school program. You better start volunteering. You better do something because that's where you're going to get your friends from. I'll be damned if I'm a parent. I'm going to hand them a phone and say, go have fun with whoever happens to type you back after you post a picture. Hell no. My my kid come home telling me they got a new friend. Oh, word. Okay, bring that friend by the house. Matter of fact, tell that friend to bring their parent by the house. Matter of fact, not only am I gonna meet that friend's parent, but I'm gonna roll past the parent house every once in a while to see what kind of traffic going through there. See if they're selling drugs over there, see if they're running hoes about this house. No, you ain't about to tell me you got a friend and I'm not gonna know, and you 13. Hell no, I can't trust you to make a real decision. You 13, you dumb as hell. No, that's a part of being that's a part of being a damn parent. Sorry if you thought it was gonna be uh, some cruise control shit, but no, this is a pedophile's dream. This app is a pedophile's dream. Think about how many fake profiles is on Facebook. As adult, like a fake adult profile. The the show Catfish been on for twenty five years. You know why? Because motherfuckers is still with these shenanigans. So why would you put? Why would you put your child in a position where they could possibly be duped by a grown ass man that likes little kids? Talk about hey, my name's Johnny. I'm seven two. I'm I'm nine. I'm twelve. Tell me a secret. and then post it like. The internet is, a. Uh, in, you think your child is going to have the wherewithal to get online and be like, mm-mm. Let me Google Johnny and see. First of all, kids don't have Google pages. There's no way to check them. As a grown-ass woman, when I meet somebody, I'm automatically Googling. I'm dead on Facebook. I'm looking up all they past 25 posts just to see where they head at. You are going to leave your child in the hands of somebody who can make up whatever the fuck they want to? Are you kidding? Ca- you know who created this app? I feel like that one of the dudes that got caught on to catch a predator created this app. He just come in the crib and then they come out. Hey, sir, what are you doing here? Oh, I just came to tell this kid to stay in school. But where your pants at? (laughs) No, you you thirteen years old. If you can't make new friends at thirteen that go to your school, then you don't need friends. Maybe you need to be reading books. Maybe you need to be developing science projects. Maybe you need to be playing chess. I mean, shit, you could be the next Bobby Fisher. I don't know. But what you're not about to do is be sitting up on the phone, on the app, talking to kids, quote, unquote, that I've never seen or lay eyes on, talking about, you know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. And then the thing in the article, it was like someone from the news station created a profile, and then, you know, once they created it, they had all these people hitting them up. Yeah, bitch. But this is, this is a pedophile's playground. Like, this is this is a pedophile's free before 11 at the club. Like, this is their, this is the shit they live for. Don't be dumb, parents. So make sure you don't let your child download an app called Yellow because all is going to, anyway. Just don't be dumb, parents. Speaking of dumb, a New York Times, uh, A writer for the New York Times decided to do a review of a play called Venus, which uh, tells the story of Sarah Bartman, who was a black woman who was taken to Europe in the 19th century, and she was put on display as a freak show, like in a freak show, as a sideshow act for her extremely large breasts and her big ass, right? Right. Uh the problem with this is that he tried to assault he opened this article by by basically associating um Kim Kardashian to Sarah Bartman and these other women who are deciding to fill their bodies with fake shit to have a body like a woman who naturally was well endowed breast-wise and ass-wise as as some kind of choice like i don't even know first of all i don't even understand what made him think that that was a smart way to even write a review or what the fuck kim kardashian has to do with sarah barman kim kardashian's body looks like it does because of a choice she made because she took her money went to a doctor and asked him yo do you got any uh old animal fat laying around here can you melt some balloons and put it in here? Can you put some peroxide and some baking soda together and have it foam up inside of my ass? Can you can you get some cookie dough, some fix-a-flat? I'm sure if you tested Kim Kardashian's ass, it is 13% triple fat goose like that her ass is just random shit old bubble gum like they probably went to the movie theater scraped all the bubble gum off the floor and filled it in kim kardashian's ass you're not going to talk to me about or associate kim kardashian's choice to have her body look like that with what a woman endured because of how her body looked. Those are two completely different situations, two completely different conversations. Matter of fact, those two conversations ain't even in the same district of being in the same conversation, right? Like Sarah Bartman was taken. We're talking about early 1800s, right? You can't tell me that a black woman who was taken by some European man had a choice. That's not how that worked back in those days. Yeah, slavery supposedly was abolished by the time that she was put on... Um, as a sideshow act but just like in this country when slavery was over they caught the slavery remix all of this shit is a slavery remix but what i am sure of i am sure that a woman and especially a black woman didn't have a say in the 1800s about what she was going to do and what she wasn't going to do and what they was going to do and she was going to tell them another thing that's not really how that worked out So you can't tell me that a woman by her own free will got on a boat with some random men men, and decided she wanted to stand up in front of a group of people and be ogled at and then have people pay to come see her and pay to do whatever the fuck else they paid for. Because, you know, we're talking about 1700 disgusting ass white men. You can only imagine what was done to her. That's not a choice that she made. See, Kim Kardashian made a choice for her body to look like a lumpy ass back row. That was what she wanted to do. Right. To look, to make her ass look like to a half-blown-up balloon sitting on a chicken bone. That was her bad, right? But Sarah Bartman, just like a lot of black women, just happened to have a body that I think all of us, no matter what race you are, have seen some woman with a body that stopped your whole conversation. Like, And I'm going to tell you what, god damn, oh my god, her body is crazy, right? Or ladies, you could be walking with your man and see... Like, oh, this woman passed. Her body is so crazy. He turned. You don't even get mad. You be like, yeah, that shit is crazy. (laughs) There are women that I've seen who bodies are natural. That is straight body goals. Like, that shit is on your vision board. Like, you be praying to to all of the gods. You be praying to all of the ancestors and the angels. Like, Lord, just... If I can just get a teaspoon of how much ass is in this picture, I would be so thankful. Like, I would volunteer. I would would feed the homeless, Lord. I just ask that when I wake up in the morning that I can please have a teaspoon of as much ass as you gave this one person. I'm talking about spending days in a gym, like straight backpack, sleeping bag. I'm going to be up in this gym squatting all every hour of the day. Like, if I'm waiting on a bus, I'm just going to be at this bus stop busting some squats out because I'm trying. I just want a teaspoon, a teaspoon of how much ass you gave this person, right? So it's possible. I mean, it's it's a real ass thing. But unfortunately for Sarah Bartman, she lived in a time where if you were a woman and you had, If you were a woman in general, somebody could just take you, do whatever they wanted, and sign off, lie, say you did, say you agreed, and that's exactly what they did for her, right? So, sir, Ben Brantley, let me help you get together real quick. Bitch, don't ever associate Kim Kardashian in any telling or any association to Sarah Bartman's abuse, her exploitation, her sexualization. That's not... That's not the same thing. Kim Kardashian made a clear ass choice. She chooses to be on her her Instagram showing her ass, airbrushing them pictures before she posts them. That is a choice she's making. Sarah Bartman didn't get that choice. Sarah Bartman, y'all, was only 20 years old when when she was kidnapped, taken from South Africa, from her homeland. She was only 20, y'all. She died five years later. Do you understand what kind of hard-ass living that is for her to die five years later? Meanwhile, we still dealing with Kim and that whole raggedy-ass clan of bitches over there. We still dealing with that. But Sarah Berman died five years later. Not only did she die five years later, then they just took her remains, took her brain, her skeleton. They actually cut her vagina out, y'all, and just had it on display. Do you understand what kind of sick shit that is? So you telling me I'm, I'm just gonna go to, to the museum? I'ma see a Renoir, I'ma see a fucking Picasso, and then Sarah Barman pussy. That's the kind of shit I y'all just got this on display. Ain't nobody. Where's the management in this goddamn place? <laughs> Her remains was on display for 150 years. Even after that, they still. Kept her remains and dissected it and blah 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 blah, because white people can't wrap them their brains around the idea that everybody don't look like them that there are other races of people and people come in all shapes and forms and that your pale skin your thin ass lips your no ass is not the standard of, of the human race it's just not it's not the motherfucking standard bitch okay so anyway fuck you Ben Brantley um. And fuck all these white people and your selective-ass memory. If you're going to tell a story, if you're going to associate someone's life, then I'm going to need you to come with all of the facts. Don't come with one little minor detail, bitch. I want you to come with all of the breakdown of the motherfucking breakdown and stop trying to tell the story in some special little light so that you can negate all of the damage and, and demonic and evil shit that was done. Anyway. Speaking of evil, I'm going to just tell this last story and I'm gonna get my ass out of here and go burn some sage and do a full ass scalp massage. Um, Betty Shelby is a police officer in Tulsa, Oklahoma, who was just found not guilty, surprise, of murdering Terrence Crutcher. As you know, Terrence Crutcher was the black man whose car got stalled on the highway Um, uh, when the police finally showed up. You know, cause they supposed to be protecting and serving and helping people. Yeah, <laughs> not when it, not when you black. Um, hands up. He's telling him he ain't got a gun. Um, and then this bitch just shoots him and tr- then turns around and lies, and the people that's there with her lie and corroborate her lie and say that he was reaching for a gun, even though this man's window was rolled up. So I guess she thought he was an X-Men and was just going to reach through the glass and grab some imaginary gun that wasn't the fuck there because he ain't had handle- anyway. So, she was found not guilty, surprise. And um my problem is is that people keep telling black people to trust this stupid ass ho ass justice system. Why? Why would black people trust in a system that has never swung in their direct justice has never ever well let me just say this it's never been a situation where we got the hair married where it was a tie and it just went to a black person we haven't gotten that especially when it come to police especially when it come to a black person against a white person and i'm not gonna even i'm not gonna even ruin my afternoon going past anywhere past 1993 5. I'm not going to even go past 1995. I'm not going to go back there because there's nothing back there but fucking turmoil, lies, deceit, mistrust. That's all that's bad. I'm not going to even do that. The only moment where it possibly swung in our direction was who? OJ, you goddamn right. So white people, if you wondering why black people was dancing and screaming and praying and on their knees and, and, and shouting and fucking praise dancing, bitch, that's why. Because it was one win for black people against the 10 million other losses, okay? So, but, you know, it's almost like we think y'all stupid enough to believe that y'all still gonna get justice, and we're not. And that's just what the fuck it is. This is how I know we ain't gonna get justice. See, sometimes when you're paying attention and you listen to what these motherfuckers saying, they gonna tell you what they really mean. So the district attorney, right, Steve Kunzweiler or whatever his name is, now he goes and says he's speaking about the jurors. I know the jury did what we asked them to do. If that don't tell you everything you need to know, then, bitch, I don't know what does. You telling me that a jury of 12 people saw the video of a police officer shoot a man who had his hands up the whole time on the scene, they couldn't find no gun, and then they still came back with not guilty, bitch? Oh, no then you goddamn right. They did do exactly what you asked them to do. You told them that they needed to find this bitch not guilty, and that's exactly what the fuck they did. Even though you the district attorney, you the person that's supposed to be going against this damn police officer and trying to find the actual justice for the man who was murdered, but you still out here trying to find justice for this bitch who murdered him. That's the clear. Let me tell you, I don't need to hear shit else. I don't give a fuck what nobody say about no justice in this bullshit-ass country. Trust me, it ain't no damn justice. If you a black person, period, point, motherfucking, blank, bitch, I'm done. That's it. And then they're going to they're gonna deliberate for nine hours. Now, listen, you look at a video as clear as that. You look at a video where this woman shot this man and his blood is on the window and this bitch going to try to tell you that sh- he was going for a gun and you you, you can't make up in your mind that bitch. Uh, but wait, um... That window was rolled up though, so mm, I don't know if I believe this, right? If you can't make that decision, what the fuck is nine hours for? Because nine hours seemed like a very long time for, for a bullshit ass uh, verdict. Y'all obviously wasn't in there reviewing shit, obviously. What was y'all in there doing? Playing spades? Was y'all in there playing Jenga? Was y'all in there playing Truth or Dare? Was y'all playing Monopoly? Because a Monopoly game will take about nine goddamn hours. What was y'all doing in there? Because it obviously wasn't, y'all obviously wasn't in there looking for no goddamn justice. Because nine hours is about the time you would need to come back and say, Hey, so um, we review everything. We had a long-ass conversation. And yeah, this bitch is going to jail, right? This what really took me over the whole like just swan dive over the edge into infinity one of the reporters there said that once the verdict was read jurors were crying and had to have tissue bitch fuck them jurors fuck every last one of them let me tell you how real i am with the fuck these jurors fuck them hoes i hope them bitches left that motherfucker and all got hit by the same goddamn car Matter of fact, I hope them bitches was visiting New York at the time where the dude was driving through Times Square and I hope all them hoes got ran over. Fuck them jurors, okay? I hope them bitches all go have a big ass barbecue, end up eating some motherfucking food that all got Ebola on there. I hope them bitches die. Fuck them jurors. I'm supposed to feel sorry for these jurors for what? These bitches obviously didn't give a fuck about their family. They obviously didn't give a fuck about getting justice for Terrence Crutcher. So fuck these jurors. Matter of fact, let me take it a little step further i hope that terrence crutcher comes back along with all at least six other black men matter of fact let i'm gonna do you one better i want all these bitches to have their own individual ghosts. so terrence crutcher and and the last uh 12 dudes that got murdered out in sterling I'm talking about Laquan. They just all hunt these bitches every night of their life until they all commit suicide. That's what I'm thinking. I hope every last one of these bitches have somebody in their family murdered by the police, and that's all the fuck I'm going to say, and I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. And, oh, how dare you wrong? I don't give a fuck. I don't. And yes, I don't know what they was told, and I don't know what they was promised, and I don't know what kind of pressure they w- that was put on them, but at the end of the day, Fuck them. I'm thinking about these four kids that this man left behind that didn't get no goddamn justice. I'm thinking about this family that has to live with the fact that their child was murdered, that this woman's brother was murdered, and he ain't getting no justice. I got to think about the other black people in this community that have to now live with the fact that there's an officer that murdered somebody that got away with it, and that means that at any point in time, they... Their family, their brothers, their uncles, their aunts, their cousins could be next. And they won't get no goddamn justice either. So fuck American justice. It's obviously not for us. And I don't know what we need to do. But at the end of the day, this is all some bullshit. And if you still hold on to, well, you just got to trust in the system. You keep trusting that whole ass system, bitch, and see what it gets you. All right. <sighs> Thank you. Sorry this was late. I just needed to... Uh, We'll sign out. We'll sign out. We'll sign out. Hey. Okay, let me read a couple of reviews before I get up out of here. Once again, thank you, everybody, that continues to put up the reviews. Those five stars are coming through. I see you. Okay, boom um cat mansion said hadia i've been listening to you since you went on two dope queens you make me laugh and think every week and i've already shared your post-election podcast with four or five people keep doing what you do thank you cat mansion yeah. okay so this is um this is actually an older um which so i'm just leading up into the more recent reviews so thank you cat mansion um T- tot rot hilarious hilarious name says love the podcast it was my first time listening and also today i watched the new edition miniseries you had me rolling we see eye to eye on the whole thing yes that new edition miniseries was the shit shout out to BET once again because they did that um the written one said love it i found this show through a recommendation from the black guy who tips shout out to rod i i was hooked on the first episode i heard that ain't godly oh yeah i remember that episode Hadia <laughs> is funny while cutting out the bs to get to the heart of the problem give it a listen you won't be disappointed thank you the written one you know i just look i just tried to <laughs> you know i just listen to the answers and say what they what i feel like they will <laughs> okay um T Naz tcg says best one host podcast out People are sleeping on this show. You say the realest things all the time and at the same time make it entertaining. That's very hard to do when it's just you. Please don't stop. Keep your foot on the next, on they next. Salute. Ah, salute to you. Thank you. T-Nasty CG. Oh, T-Nasty. Ah, okay. I see you, T-Nasty. Okay. Last one. Uh, <laughs> real, t- <laughs> real tears posted. He hysterical hadia robinson is a piss your pants funny and i make sure to empty my bladder before listening her commentary on politics amongst other things is usually what i'm thinking but have to be careful who i say it to best podcast ever thank you real tears thank everybody who's listed a review and given a review i still have more to read so please continue to drop them in i will be reading more as they come in Seriously, y'all, this means the most to me just hearing you guys' feedback because it is one host. So a lot of times I'm legit just talking to myself and it's just my brain just straight vomiting into a recorder. So the fact that you guys are listening and, and sharing it and appreciate it makes me, just lets me know I ain't crazy. <laughs> All right, so that concludes this episode, man. Make sure you um, are following the podcast black ass podcast on facebook instagram and twitter once again this is the season finale i have completed one whole season of black ass podcast i'm going to take next week off and then i'll be back at you with season two episode one Ah, come on yeah okay i'm feeling real shonda rhines when i say that (laughs) okay um don't forget to chime in on the question of this this week's question how do you make new friends after a certain age? How are you allowing new people in your life? How are you vetting them? How do you know if you have a friend? Send your responses to blackasspodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, make sure you are following me. You can get all of my social media on my website, hrcomedy.com. Guys, you are the best. Thank you so much for riding with me through Season 1 Blackass Podcast. I'll check y'all out in two weeks for Season 2. Ah! I'm out.